from the Cougars of Ada, Oklahoma, and they are three games away from the state diadem. They are winners of 24 in a row, and I'll be back for this pregame show. My first guest, the super coach himself, Don Overton, in just a moment. I'm Overton here at the microphone, and the tension mounting in Oklahoma City. We're all concerned about this one because it appears the War Dogs, for the first time in the history of Miami High, have a golden opportunity to go all the way. And Don, of course, just to unlimber everything here tonight, I get the word by the grapevine that the coach himself is still quite a basketballer, and in the city league of ours, or men's league, or whatever they call it, you can still shoot him from 25 feet away. Yes, I haven't played much this year. Uh, I play with the coach's team, and uh, they've got an awful good team, and they haven't, been, haven't needed me too awful much. And, of course, with the season going like it has, well, uh, I've been awful busy and haven't had time to play a whole lot. What age is this coach of ours, Don Overton? Everybody listening ahead of the ball game might want an answer to that. Well, just any age you want me to be, Russ. <laughs> 33? 34. 34? I didn't miss you very far. Well, he's still young enough to be mighty active in basketball. How big a family, Don? I have two children. Uh, and a wife, of course. Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> She's going to the uh, ball games down here in Oklahoma City? Yes, she's here. You bet your life. The Ada Cougars, we face them very shortly, Don. A lot of people would like to know the answer to this. You beat them on their home court and uh, beat them by 13. You came down to the wire pretty tight and close. Do you figure Ada is as strong a ball club, as good a ball club on a given night as Bartlesville College and uh, maybe Cashew Hall and a few others? Uh, yes, I would compare them with uh, both of these teams, Russ. They're a different type ball club. They're uh, not quite as distant as Bartlesville College and uh, they're a little more different than uh, Cash and Hall, but uh, they have uh, start three boys that are six four each. Their guards are six foot and six two, and overall they've, they've got real good size, and, and they all shoot the ball real well. And uh, we're going to have to play a real good defensive ball game uh, if we are if we do expect to win. Uh, I feel like the, the officials, uh, the type of officiating we have in this game, will have a lot to do with it. If they let us play a little bit where we can play a man-to-man -man defense, I think our chances are a lot better. Well, looking back to that victory over the Ada Cougars when you won on their home court in the big tournament down south, did they employ a full-court press, or did they that night? Yes, they start out uh, employing a half-court zone press. Uh, in fact, uh, they run what we call a zone trap throughout the ball game on, on one end of the floor, and they pick you up just past the half line and employ a half-court zone press. In the latter part of the game, uh, when they were trying to catch up, they, were, they didn't employ a full-court zone press. Don Overton, everybody, in his first year as head coach of the Miami War Dogs, 24-0, he'd love to wrap up the season on the story of 27 victories and no losses. I'll be back in a moment or two in this pregame show from Oklahoma City. Here with the head coach of the War Dogs, Don Overton. And Don, you sometimes hear the occasional fan who will say the War Dogs have not played as tough a schedule as some other people. Yet you've beaten Ada, who plays the toughest and the best. You've beaten Cashew Hall, who beat Tulsa Central of 4A, who are now ranked number two in Oklahoma in all classes, Putnam City number one, and the War Dogs of AAA number three. You've beaten the Parkwood Bears. It seems to me when the crisis came and you had to turn it on and beat people like uh, Bridlesville College of 4A, they were capable of doing it. Yes, I feel like we'll play just as good a schedule as uh, Miami ever has. Uh, uh, people say the conference is weak this year. Uh, I don't I don't know whether I'd say that or not. I think that uh, Claremore is better than they were last year. I think uh, Pryor is better. 
Uh, in fact, everyone in the conference is better than, than they were last year with the exception of Tahlequah. And uh, Tahlequah doesn't have the real bad team. Uh, I, I feel like that we're just a lot better than a lot of people give us credit for and a lot better than we were last year. Uh, as far as playing a weak schedule, well, we'll play anybody. It doesn't matter to us. Uh, we went to Oklahoma City and we scrimmaged uh, uh, about six different teams in Oklahoma City and some of the better ones around the city. And, uh, and, and uh, we handled all of them. And uh, we spent Tulsa Hill not long ago with him them all right. I, I just don't feel like that our schedule has been actually been that weak. Uh, we just got a real fine ball club, I think. I'll be on the air at a quarter of eight here with the lineups and the full story, all the drama and background. They tip off at eight o'clock. Our super dogs with 24 wins, no losses against the Ada Cougars. Now to deal with some of the players, particularly Don Overton, I think the grandest picture I've seen all season long. I think it was in the Vitalsville Sooner game when that big 6-7 Johnson boy fouled out. Of course, people who don't know him, he's not a, uh, an aggressive type of boy. He's just as friendly as a cub bear. He came off the floor with both hands high in the air. I could tell he was fighting back the tears, fouling out early in the third quarter. You came out on the floor to put your arms around him, smiling as though to say, man, you got out there and gave it everything you had. You fouled out. We can do nothing about it. Uh, you figure the uh, foul problems of this boy in a tight, tense ball game here with either anybody could affect you a lot. The rest, uh, any time Bob gets in foul trouble, any time Bob's out of the ball game, it does affect us. We have to, to change our game plan completely, the way we play defense and the way we play offense. Uh, and Bob is going to get in foul trouble. He's an aggressive type ball player. And uh, he's going to draw fouls because uh, he, he's a good hustler. And uh, he's usually around under the board where the action's taking place. Uh, uh, over at Battlefield last week, well, Bob had a little tough luck. We felt like it's, uh, a few calls were made against him that probably could have gone either way. And uh, he had four at the half, and I told Bob at the half that, that I was going to start in the second half, but not to let the four fouls bother him, just go on and play. And if he found out, we'll, we'll find someone to replace him. Which is what Bob did, and he found out with three minutes gone in the third quarter. But uh, Bob's going to be in foul trouble most of the time because, like I say, he's where the action is and, and he's a real aggressive ball player. I'd have to tell the thousands of listeners here ahead of this ball game, amid all the tension we all feel with the War Dogs tipping off for a golden chance at the state championship of Oklahoma, and we feel they could win it for the first time in history, that Don, this year especially, it just seems to me you do not have one prima donna in the lot. This appears to be just as coachable a bunch of kids as any guy ever had. Rest is, uh, you, don't, you don't make a team with one player. It takes five, and uh, that, that's the, what we pretty well go on. That uh, It takes five to beat, beat someone, and, and we use all five. And we don't care who scores, just throw the points go on the board. And, uh, of course, we've got more than five. We've got about eight or nine boys that, that contribute greatly to our success so far. If you're getting a crisis any time tonight against Ada, on through the state championship tournament, I just want to guess right now that the guy who might turn that crisis to victory will be a kid who's out for the first time in competitive high school basketball, Tinker Owen. He stole that ball five times against a fine book and era team the other night, went down the court with it and passed off with it. And a guy who can steal that ball with his speed on the front line, in a crisis situation, he could turn the tide. Yes, uh, Tinker's doing a real fine job for us. Of course, uh, I hate to single out any one individual because uh, I feel like that uh, the rest of the boys have played just as important part as he has. But uh, if I was going to say one one particular player that has improved and came along much better than I ever thought he would, it would have to be Tinker on. Uh, Tinker's moved up from about the 10th or 11th man on the team to uh, close to starting status. And uh, in fact, uh, I, I may start him some up here. I don't know. 
Bear such a great job of coming off the bench and, and stalking us that uh, I hate to start him out there to begin with. But. On the porch, grabbing that ball, jumping high in the air to steal a pass. This guy has been sensational. I'll be back here on the pregame show with Don Overton in just a moment. Russ Martin to pause here because we've got a special word to share with Before they tip off that ball tonight, just to uh, call a name or two, that Melvin Dobbs has averaged 12, 14 points, I take it, throughout the entire season. And uh, I noticed a game or two when you had foul trouble with Bob Johnson. You put this man at the post spot. He does a sensational job. And if you've got a balance wheel on this ball club, offense and defense, he'd uh, be up somewhere near the top of that title. Uh, yes, that's Melvin. Melvin, uh, he, he's real valuable to us on defense. He's he, he helped so well. He, uh, he takes other people when they get by them. He, he, uh, he's just a real smart ball player. He, he's always there where he could be uh, on his defense and his rebounding shape. Uh, Melvin doesn't have a great deal of ability. He, he doesn't jump real well. He's not strong. But uh, he's just a real intelligent young man, and, and uh, he's all, always seen where he's, where, he's, where, he's, where he's supposed to be. Uh, Melvin is our second leading scorer at the second time with about a 13 point average. Uh, probably the best percentage shooter on our, on our team, uh, free throws and field goes. And uh, uh, Melvin just, he just always does it like it should be done. You, you watch a ball game, he's not impressive, but then after the game you start looking at statistics and what have you, and uh, he scored you uh, 12 to 15 points and uh, got you 7 to 8 rebounds and held his man to maybe 2 or 3 points and uh, set his man off the boards where he hasn't had any, got any rebounds. So uh, that's pretty well what we go on. Uh, the, the type job they do is the things that, that, that count and the things that win your ball games, and these are the things that... Uh, as attention mounts everybody toward the tip-off with the Ada Cougars and the Miami War Dogs, it is Russ Martin here with Don Overton in the pregame show, and I hope uh, you enjoy all the questions and answers. He doesn't know what questions come, and I don't even know myself, but Don, uh, I've been very close to these War Dogs years and years and years in covering all the play of these ball games, tournaments and the rest for KGLC, and it seems to me there is a deep love affair between coach and boys and boys and coach this year. And just a little sidelight that fans might be interested in when the coach felt that uh, haircuts needed to be trimmer and neater and uh, maybe a little bit more refined. He brought them together on a Sunday afternoon, saw that everybody had a haircut. Now, that couldn't be done everywhere without a few dads and moms out with ball bats and brick bats and the rest. There's a deep, abiding affection here in this situation, and I thought they looked trim and neat when they both uh, be broken out. You know, when you're 24 and old, you can do things like that. And if we were old and 24, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't dare tell them to go get a haircut. Say <laughs> something about the bell. But, uh, of course, we can thank Bell Dawson for, for, for that. Bell called me and uh, we had some fellas come in from Tulsa that were, were teaching me himself and his father to a new method of cutting hair. And they're some guinea pigs, so uh, he asked if we could bring a basketball team down, and, of course, they were all willing. And uh, so we went down to the 12 players and myself and all got up the haircut. In this pregame show, I 
take thousands of listeners behind scenes. You've never met Don Overton. Where'd you go to high school and uh, what positions you play in basketball? Yes, I went to school at school at Mechanical High School. Position-wise, I don't know, guard, forward, uh, I played just about every place there is to play. Uh, I'm a caliper, I went to Bacon Junior College and played two years of basketball and one year of football. Uh, from there, I went to Southeast and played college and played for uh, Community Television. He's probably one of the greatest coaches ever. And uh, played two years of basketball there and three years of football. Big trophies, what do you think you're going to be? 
in life. Only a minister. Well, he's on to Bible College. Uh, to the Cincinnati Bible Seminary in Cincinnati, Ohio. Although I understand now, maybe you're going to be involved all summer long with that international evangelist, Dad Reggie. How about that? Yes, we're going after this year. For heaven's sake. Well, you ought to be a star performer on that basketball team when you head east. Uh, I don't know. I'd just be a freshman. they got a lot of seniors and juniors there. Well, you know, a lot of poor souls don't understand that guys who are outstanding in every profession alive in high school, outstanding with talent, are going to Bible college. When I hit there a few years ago, they had seven all-staters trying to make that ball club. And I think that's been a few years ago. So kids like Tony Thomas with sensational ability turn into ministers. How about that? I don't know if I'm going to go up to basketball. There's going to be some all-staters there. I don't know what it's going to be this next year, buddy, but I know you guys have had one great year. And uh, it's interesting to know that at least one man off this 24-0 uh, uh, basketball squad will be in the ministry. We're going to watch that unfold all the years to come. How about that? Harry Sherman. I tell you, this guy is an outside shooter, a playmaker deluxe, and here in the pregame show as attention mounts before they tip off that ball with the Cougars. Harry, what's the biggest ball game you've had point-wise? Uh, broken out with 18. 18, and this fella, I'd have to tell you, hits most of them from uh, 20, 25 feet out. Now and again, he'll steal that ball, go in for the layup, or he get down that court, get the pass for the layup, but Harry, uh, most of your scoring for the year has been outside. Yeah, I'm not much of an inside player because I'm not big enough, so Mouse inside. How tall is Harry Sherman? About 5'11". Are you a straight-A student, straight-B, or do you rate? About a straight. Not bad. Boy, that's uh, a little bit above what I rated. Man, I came home one time just worried to death. All D's. Thankful I didn't have an F. You ever have that happen? An F? No. <laughs> Sherman, everybody, and what's the background of Harry Sherman? What does your dad do in Miami, Oklahoma? Uh, he works in the Ocho for the Ocho Nurseries and retired from the Air Force. Hey, how about that? You'll know where to go and get uh, all those strawberries and uh, everything else here. What do they got over there? Roses, peonies, all of that. Uh, you name it, they've got it. Harry Sherman, everybody, a likable guy with these dogs. Big. 6-7, Bob Johnson. Bob, I told him a moment ago in this pregame show, one of the prettiest pictures I've seen all season long, when you fouled out early in the third quarter in that big ball game, I believe, against Bartlesville Sooner. Here you came off the court, not stopping, not cussing the officials, not throwing your arms up in the air, berating everybody, but you came walking off that court, apparently fighting back the tears, both arms up in the air. Don Overton came out to beat you. I said to myself, this is the way it ought to be. Don, Let's see, Bob, you uh, time or two have been described by newspapers as 6'6". Six, six. Are you closer to 6'7 six, or 6'6"? Six, six? I'm close to 6'7", Ross. How much do you weigh? Uh, 210. Well, do you consider yourself kind of an easy-going type of guy? It takes a lot to get that anger up. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty well controlled on the basketball court and other places, too. Uh, both on and off the court. This guy, I tell you, could do something, couldn't he? TV, radio, he's got the perfect voice for it, it seems to me. And Bob is a photographer. What do you think about them apples? Are you going to do anything with photography as the years go by? Uh, Russ, I think I'll keep that mainly my hobby. What do you think you're going to be as the college days unfold? 
I don't know. I'll just have to wait and see, Russ. Yeah, I'm determined. So, a lawyer, doctor, school teacher, coach, anything of that kind? No, I haven't. Bob, you've averaged about 17 points a game, as I have it down this year. I'd like to see you can about 25 on this one tonight. It'd be nice, but I'm going to go out there and uh, just play with the rest of the team, Russ. That's right. you got to take it just as it comes, don't you? When you beat the Ada Cougars here a while back, do you recall, uh, did they try to shut that 6-7 uh, man off in the lane? Yeah, Russ, they tried awful hard to do this. Um, our outside shooting helps us tremendously in this area. I got in foul trouble in this game, too, early in the game. Well, of course, it's awfully hard for me to officiate the ball game and broadcast it, too. But uh, I tell you, and I'm serious over there at Bridlesville, especially in the Sooner uh, ball game, it appeared to me, and even the Broken Air ball game, that uh, we had some terribly quick thistles when you owned the ball, and maybe in spinning the shoot would hit a man in the chest or the arm, and we drew the foul. Well, that's what the officials were out there for, to call a game. And... Uh, if I, if I had my choice, I wouldn't call that. There is no tomorrow on those calls. When they whistle, we take it just like it is. Bob Johnson, who is 6'7", bad and mom at just about every ball game to cheer these dogs on, aren't they? Just about, Russ, unless business takes them away or uh, sickness. Pre-game show of the Miami War Dogs against the Ada Cougars in big Oklahoma City. I'll be back in a moment or two, and my special guest in that moment will be Melvin Dodge. I'll be on the air in just a few moments at a quarter of eight to give you the lineups and the whole rundown, all the glory and the story as big championship unfolds. And of course, this is the World Series and the Super Bowl all rolled into one for high school basketballers. They come to the big, big town with the high wells on the Capitol ground and they shoot it out for all the glory of all the years to try and win that state title in 1972. Melvin Dobbs is the only Miami War Dog who wears glasses. Why do you wear those, uh, Melvin? Do you have uh, difficulty uh, operating if you take them off? Yes, I'm uh, nearsighted. I've been nearsighted since for about first or second grade. Well, of course, Melvin Dobbs apparently has a little difficulty with those glasses. In fact, I haven't seen him knocked off ever more than once or twice. Well, they get a little rough under there, and it's hard to keep them on. Well, of course, you have the type of glass, the uh, type of frames and all. You can just about knock them off and scoot them all over the wide world, and they're still uh, all right. Yeah, it's just every once in a while they decide to break, but I can't help that. Melvin Dobbs, what was the sentiment here about these shorter haircuts? Are the dogs pretty happy to see it all neatened up? Uh, I don't know about us. I think the coaches and the other people are. I'd tell you guys looking near enough thin when you came down there and beat Broken Arrow the other night. And uh, remember, after we beat Broken Arrow 62 to 40 for the area title, they came back the next night to beat a strong Stillwater team. And that tells you something, I think, about the strength of these AAA dogs who are rated number one. Because I figured anybody on earth would beat Broken Arrow after we took them 22 points, didn't you? Yes, I thought Broken Arrow was probably the best team in our conference that we played. They, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they knocked off Albert, I think they. Well, in the pregame show, we move from Melvin Dobbs to Tinker Owens. And Tinker, I think I'd have to tell you, is the fastest war dog of them all. This guy can steal that ball on the front line and get down that floor. In fact, he was mobiling it so fast the other night in that Broken Era title game in Bartlesville. But after he stole the ball one time, he laid that thing off the glass backboard to miss. 
Doesn't that upset a fellow? I guess it would. That does me. If somebody takes it away from me, you make it so bad. Well, I've not played a few years of this game, Tinker. I tell you, it's something. You go down that floor, try to lay one up and miss it when you feel your eyes free and nobody doing anything but breathing down your neck. That's upsetting, isn't it? To miss them in close. Yeah, it sure is. If you ever why don't shot and you lay it, it's pretty embarrassing. This is a guy of a body who was named the outstanding high school football player in Oklahoma this past year on his way to Norman and the Big Red. And we're just as proud as punch of this guy's performance with the War Dogs, his first year in competitive basketball. And as you heard Don Overton say a few moments ago on the pregame show here from Oklahoma City, this has to be the most improved War Dog on this entire squad. Well, uh, what's the story now, Tinker, on uh, your future? Do you figure these ball games in Oklahoma City will wind up your basketball career? Yeah, I think that'll be good for me, you know. If, you know, I might just mess around, you know, and some kind of youth league deal, you know, something like that, but I won't play any more basketball after this year. Well, of course, next year they'll tell you stick with football here at the Big Red School of Norman, I reckon, don't you? I hope so. What about Steve Owens, that uh, little-known brother who belongs to Tinker, Heisman Trophy winner? He'll be coming in from Norman to see the ball games here in a few minutes, I imagine. So he said he'd be here, so I, I suppose he'll be here. I'm not sure, but I'm too sure. I'm hoping to have him on the air at halftime. I broadcast all the high school basketball and football games in which Steve Owens participated as an all-American high school kidder in Miami. And now Tinker's come along. He's not quite as big. He is considerably faster and quicker. And uh, Tinker, it's something. The biggest game you had this year, I think, was 22 points, if I remember right. And you came off of the bench to spark things and get 22. That's some record, isn't it? Well, I don't know if it's any records. I just, you know, made a lot of layups, killing the ball. That's where I got most of the points. You look terrific out there on that front line, stealing that ball from time to time, Tinker. And I know you're going to give it your dead level best. How tall are you? Six foot right now. And how much does this future footballer at uh, Norman, Oklahoma, with the Oklahoma Big Red, how much do you weigh? 160. Well, of course, you take another year or two, you'll be up there at 185, don't you imagine? I hope so. Do you recall what Steve weighed when he went out of high school and went to uh, OU? I think when he reported down there, he weighed 185 or something around there, and then he, he got up to about 195 by the end of the freshman year. Well, we have to put a Tinker Owens Boulevard clear through this town. The mayor and the rest of us have better get ready. Studying, studying out where to put it. They've stolen about all the uh, Steve Owens signs down there on what used to be 3rd Avenue, and apparently they must be in uh, college dressing rooms and apartments and everything else. There's only one left, isn't there? Uh, last time I looked, there's only one. I don't know if that's right now. Tinker Owens, everybody, and we wish him the finest and best along with all of these dogs. We're in the pregame show with the Miami War Dogs, everybody. They'll be tipping off shortly. I'll be on the air at a quarter of eight for the lineups and the whole story. And in a moment or two, Brad Cannon here to talk to everybody at home ahead of this ball game. But first of all, on the pregame show, hear this. Cannon, a Husky man who was a great footballer and now a splendid basketballer. Brad, what about this uh, Ada crew? You saw him as we beat him in the big tournament down south back in December. We beat him by 13, but it was a tight game to the wire, wasn't it? Yes, it was. They had a real good team this year. Uh, we were fortunate to come out on top and played a real good ball game, I thought. And uh, they were a tough team. They have a real good guard named Jeff Jones and uh, a real good forward shooter. Uh, I forgot his name. But they are real tough and it's like great effort to beat them. 
Unless Jeff Jones is such a shooter, do we know who the sunset guy? Uh, I'm not for sure yet. I don't know. Uh, I guess Coach will decide. Nobody knows until just before that whistle blows. So, Brad Cannon, you're a senior. Where do you think you'll go to college next year? Uh, I'm not real sure right now. Uh, I'd like to go play baseball somewhere, but I guess I might, I might end up out in here. I'm not sure yet. What position in baseball? Uh, shortstop, third base. <laughs> Good night. This guy is a three-sport man. He was a top man with that uh, number one Wardog football team of L.D. Baines. He's just a sixth man, tremendous performer with these Miami Wardogs. And I'll tell you something, buddy. We have got bench strength with these dogs. I don't care what time starts. When you guys come off that bench, we lose nothing. Right. We've had we've had good bench strength all year, and we have real good guys on sitting on the bench. And when, when they bring somebody in for for the one two starting, we don't lose much at all. You know. You bet your life, Brad Cannon. We certainly wish you the finest and the best. Come all of these dogs. You're housed well down here in Oklahoma City. You're going to be fed well. You got a coach, I tell you, who disciplines this ball club even to the place it's trimming that hair. Yes, sir. Coach Oakley has done a fantastic job this year. He's a great coach. We've got a great, uh, bunch of great ball players, and it's just been a fantastic at atmosphere. You bet it has, Brad, here on the pregame show. Send me up those juniors and sophomores, and uh, let's share just a word from them to everybody back at home. And I'll be back in a moment or two on the pregame show here of the Miami Wardogs just ahead of six. That's the biggest point total night you've had now, so far as the War Pups are concerned. Uh, I think in the B game, most had is uh, 17. Not bad, my friend, and Don Overton's counting on you for next year, I assure you that. Yeah, well, we're going to have a quite a rough time, but I think we'll pull through. There'll be no rough time. You'll find a lot of these guys who are sophomores, juniors, seniors are going to look awful big on that court when 1973 rolls around. Robbie, uh, you were on hand when we played eight in December. Are they one of the strongest teams we've met all year? Yeah, I think they're one of the strongest, but uh, we didn't play that good, really. But I think if we're playing on a top game, we'll take them pretty easy. Robbie Kimbrough, a man with a lot of confidence and one of the tallest guys on this squad, has waited until his senior year to get down to business about basketball. He came into a ball game, started one here not long ago, played a good portion of the ball game, scored 20 points, and Eddie Hester at 6'5". How much, how much do you weigh, uh, Ed, by the way, at that height? 190. 190. Get down here a little closer to this microphone, man. My land is like talking to a giraffe. I tell you, 6 feet 5. Ed, where do you think you'll go to college next year? I don't know. I'm hoping for an officer in a small college. I've heard the remarks out here at Northeastern A&M as they watch this guy. He's got enough rhythm and grace and the rest. This guy could play college basketball. Why have you waited till you were a senior to get serious? I was working and everything just got in the way. Ed, I notice sometimes when you're down here on that baseline or in the post, they throw that ball right through those hands. Part of that is inexperience. But have you thought about putting any rosin on those hands? I just get nervous in the game. I haven't thought of anything. Why, you get nervous in this state tournament, buddy. You do it so they have to foul you, will you? Okay. Eddie Hester, who's dad, one of the finest guys in the world, a deacon in my church. Jake Hester, I was thinking awful lot of that whole blessed crew. Well, let's talk here for a moment or two to uh, Bruce Leonard, who is one of the taller of these dogs. And Bruce, have I got the story right? What are you in school? Sophomore. A sophomore, and last year I think we only had one sophomore on the entire squad, and he was a little short sophomore. 
Did we have two? Maybe we had two. I, yes, I guess we did have two on that squad last year. But, Bruce, as a sophomore, you've seen a lot of action here. How tall are you? I'm right between 6'4 and 6'5. Good night. We're going to have some height for the Wardog crew of 1973 and 74, and it's no wonder that Don Overton is smiling a little bit about this. Well, Bruce Leonard, of course, you've gotten into the A games quite a lot. You've played well with the War Pups. What's the biggest scoring night you've known? I believe it was 18 points. Good night. 18. Man, that's wonderful. Bruce, we wish you the finest and best. Let's bring these dogs home with a biggest trophy in the state of Oklahoma. What do you say? I'm all for it. In the pregame show of the Miami War Dogs, before we tip that ball off with the Ada Cougars, Russ Martin here, and I'll be back in just a moment or two to talk. There is a reminder, everybody, that uh, when you uh, get a proposition, you'd better be careful because I got a little basketball player on this squad who propositioned me not long ago that I would offer him $1 a point for every point he could score in the War Pup game or the A game. I agreed to that reluctantly. He got 19 with a War Pup, 7 with the A team, a total of 26 for the night. I've never entered into that agreement anymore, that's for sure. Rusty Martin, the shortest dog of them all, is 5'8". Isn't that right, or is it 5'7"? 5'8". You are 5'8"? Yeah, they always put me at 5'7", I'm 5'8". Well, could it be that any of your many sweethearts will come to Oklahoma City to see this series of games? I doubt it. I don't have any. You don't have many, you say? Any. Oh, well, pardon me, any. I misunderstood you there. Well, what's the story here, Rusty, on the workouts and all? Have they been pretty intensive, tough drills before we came to Oklahoma City? We've been scrimmaging a lot. Just have inter-squad uh, games and everything. It's been working on all of our stuff. We don't know what to expect from all different teams we'll play. That full court press is going to be on, though, isn't it? Yeah, most likely. When Tinker's in there, it'll be on. Most come off when uh, one of the taller guys go back in. I predict right now. He'll probably be 6'2", six 6'3", six by then, because these kids are in the growing stage. John, uh, what does your dad and mother do? Uh, what's their situation and background? Well, my dad, he works at Bush Goodrich, and mom, she's just a housewife. Just a housewife? Let me tell you, she works longer hours than anybody else on earth when they're a housewife and not even a member of the union where they can demand that uh, double pay for overtime and the rest. John, I just want to talk to you a moment or two here. You are a sophomore. Yes, sir, I am. Well, I tell you, buddy, you've come a long, long way this year. You've come off that Wolf Pup team to join the 12 to come to the state title bar games, and I think if you get in there at any time, you'll give it everything you got. I sure hope so. John Myers, everybody, and Russ Martin here, having talked to a number of the dogs and the head coach, Don Overton himself, and I've been calling them the super dogs, and I'm never going to quit until somebody makes me because they turn them back in defeat. I'll be back very shortly now with a lineup, the whole scary, and the war dogs against the big, big bar club from Ada, the Cougars. But for the pregame warm-up show, Russ Martin to bid you do, and I greet you in just a little while after the fans have warmed your heart.
the ball has gone out of bounds and it's turned over here to the aid of Tugish. The dogs are in a full court press. They've got them all covered as the Tugish start to come down the court. They get a pass over the fan zone line and we're just here Robinie Mummet. First round for these two ball clubs in state championship play. Out of the front line, Jeff Jones, a fancy dribbler, feeds all across the way to Don Bright, who's the only junior starter in here for the aid of Cougars. Now they shoot one from 30 feet away. It hits over the rim, a fight for the ball. The Cougars seem to want it, but then a whistle, and will be a foul or a jump ball. Melvin Dobbs will come out, and uh, that ball held only momentarily, and Don Bennett not happy over the decision for the Cougars. The tip, big ball Dobbs out just as bad. The dogs are working the ball down the court. Peter Three are in the two green goes drawing it on the right side, getting a pass in here from Harry Jammer, and it's two to nothing as the dogs move out ahead on their second opportunity to get down the floor and score. So, first quarter of action, and the Cougars trying to get through that full court press. Harry Sherman down court, trying to take the ball away, and dump it out along the baseline for two. Jeff Jones has hit the toe. It's a tied ball game as he hits a long, long shot from Bergeys on the left side of the corner. Tony Thomas down the court. Sees the ball stolen away from him. He dives back. Ties that basketball up. And in the very center of this huge court. Seats some 3,500 people down here. It's at least three quarters filled right now. And let's see. Here's the jump. Tony Thomas puts it away to Harry Sherman. Sherman is down along the baseline. Feeding back off to Stevie Green. Green comes driving down, whips that ball to the postman. Dobbs is up, he's shooting, he heals it off the rim. Dobbs flops the ball back up, it won't go down. It's dropped off the point, it belongs to Bob Jansen. He's up to shoot it through. And Jansen owns his first two points of the ball game, but it's four to two with the Dobbs in the lead. Here's a foul now, and it's an offensive foul, as Dan Bennett is pushing in trying to find a little bit of sibling room and got that foul as he hit with an elbow section of Steve Green. In bounds, the dogs are going east once again. They lead 4-2 and have won 24 in a row and they'd like to make it 25. Here's a ball slapped away. A foul, a whistle, and the theater man, Jeff Jones, in fighting to take that ball away, commits a foul and the war dogs are asking time out. They lead 4-2 at this timeout moment in the very first quarter. His two-handed toss is in the well, and Green now owns three, and the Wardogs have moved ahead with a lead here, five to two. Ada Cougars, maroon and white. Long, long white socks with just a touch of maroon. The dogs in the white shirts tonight. Down on the right side comes Ada, and they kick the ball out of bounds as Jeff Jones sees it go off the tip of his shoe. He was dribbling by Tony Thomas, lost control of the ball, and I believe it's the first turnover to the ball game now for the Ada Ball Club. Now a double dribble is called on Steve Green. A full court press was on by Ada, and Green went through two defensive men, but apparently found the ball. And now the Cougars, ready to bring that ball in. They're on front court on the west side. Down the court a foul on Harry Sherman. And Sherman got a step behind Jeff Jones, trying to put a stop on a Jones if he could. Jones got in there and uh, did not get off the shot, but was fouled just ahead of going in for the layup. Jeff Jones, 6-2, drops it in. He has three in the ball game, and the dog lead is 5-3. Full court press. Tony Thomas up in the middle of the court, grabbing the ball. He's coming down, looking for a man, feeds over in the middle of the uh, uh, free throw area, and uh, a pass goes 
to drop it in. And it is 7-3 as Bob Johnson has four. The Cougars down court. A steal on the front line by Steve Green. He's in for the layup. Green ties down half the length of the court. And he makes the star lead 9-3. A great steal as he put it away from Jeff Jones. Now the Cougars trying to get pulled up full court press. Bob Johnson's on this thing right on top of Roger Fowler. That's his man of the man-to-man defense. The Cougars are at midcourt. They've come across the time zone line. They're having trouble getting rid of the ball. They can't get rid of the ball. And Tony Thomas covering on defense. Roger Fowler has him spinning and turning and twisting on that pivot foot for two minutes seconds. The whistle blows. They've got to jump it at center. Now they see Thomas 6'1", the other man 6'2". The tip goes to the Cubs, nevertheless. And here's that tip away to Harry Sherman. He feeds it over to Steve Green on the bottom speed. A long-footed pass down in the lane to uh, Bob Johnson. He can't get off the post to shoot. Tony Thomas down in the corner owns the ball. Now Steve Green feeds back to Thomas with the dogs leading 9-3. to three. Harry Sherman goes in by the lane, pumps it up, and hits up the rim. Up back up on a touch of the ball by Bob Johnson. And Johnson is fouling. In trying to punch one back off the glass backboard, draws his first foul of the night. Ada Cougars are asking for timeout. 425 to go in the first period with a foul by Gary Norwood. Split the rim. It is 9 to 4. The Dogs come down the court with Steve Green holding the ball at the top of the keyhole. The Dogs are going east here in the first half. Tony Thomas has the ball. Starters tonight. Mel Dobbs, Tony Thomas, Bob Johnson, Harry Sherman, Steve Green. No substitutions for the Dogs as yet. They got a great, great coach in Don Overton who knows how to substitute when the moment is late. Harry Sherman at the edge of the keyhole. Shoots over the rim. Thomas comes it up and won't go down. Comes off the top. Dobbs is off the glass. Back toward to drive it through. Left-handed. 11 to 4 as Melvin Dobbs has his first two points of the ball game. Down the corner of the full court press. There is a jumper here to the right of the lane. Over the rim for Roger Fallon. The dogs are coming east for Steve Green. Bringing that ball down. Full court press again for Ada, but the dogs come on down. Green takes now passes down the middle of the lane. Gives off to Thomas along the baseline. He shoots short on the lip of the rim. Bob Johnson fights for the ball. Couldn't get a hand on it. Ada has the ball. They double dribble And it will come over to the dogs. And they'll own the ball as they come in bounds in their own east court. 11 to 4, Miami with a 7-point spread here, but 3-17 to go in the first quarter, and an 8 team that plays a very methodical brand of basketball. Down in the corner, Bob Johnson with a ball fluffed out of his hands by Roger Foley. Dogs again to bring it in bounds, Melvin Dabbs shooting it across to Stevie Green. Tony Thomas makes it, he would put it up, does not. A feed to Harry Sherman on the right side of the lane. Sherman in close, shoots and misses. A jump ball is called as Bob Johnson in the lane. Started to go up, and Jerry Norwood, without drawing a foul, blocked that shot. Norwood is 6'2", Bob Johnson 6'7", and now the tip is away to the dogs, and Tony Thomas has to race to get it before go ahead goes out of bounds. Steve Green to feed into Mel Dobbs. Mel trying to get that ball on back to Johnson. He's a knocked away on the turnover. It is Jerry Norwood who uh, pulled that uh, maneuver, and the Ada Cougars are down court shooting to the right of the keyhole. It is going over the rim and away. Photographer from Miami High. Weighs about 230 and often gets into foul trouble in that lane. He only has 
through and all, but it's the first quarter. First free throw, no good. Second one goes off the end, no good. Johnson up to get that ball. Wrapped out of bounds. Oh, Ada started to drop the ball off the fingertips of Roger Fowler. So both free throws are missed in here by Jeff Jones. Through a full court press, it is Tony Thomas to feed on down now, all the way to the baseline to Harry Sherman. Sherman back to Green. Green comes in with the top of the keyhole. A smart, heady player on defensive offense, and Green moves to the right of that keyhole. Back he comes again, driving down the lane, feeds to Tony Thomas on the left side. The dogs ahead, 11 to 4. Now with this double dribbling again is called on Steve Green. I don't know uh, what could be happening here unless the official machine of Tom goes out on the ball, but Green turns it over, and it is a third time for the Dogs to turn it back to the Ada Cougars in the first quarter. To the left of the keyhole, Ada with the ball, to the top of the keyhole, a shot for Kay. They slipped them up as the 25-footer one. Harry Sherman, he drives him on the left side, he stops, he shoots, he falls away. Bob Johnson owns it, he's up in the air, he drops it in, and the Dogs are leading 15-6 with a minute and 26 to go in the ball game. Ada, who can put pressure on any ball club, coming down on the right side, here's a shot away. Bob Johnson blocks the shot beautifully in here, and Tinker Owens comes into the ball game to replace Harry Sherman. Tinker Owens, six-foot senior, comes in on the corner, it was now worth shooting the six-four man. And Bob Johnson just went up and palmed that ball. There was no foul. Here's the uh, ball being brought in bounds by the Cougars. They feed it to the left side. And Tom Haley has dropped it in from 12 feet off. And the ball game is 15 to 8. Bob Johnson with a feet of the ball by Steve Green. He takes the run along the baseline. Pulls up the way it through. And the ball game is 15 to 8. As Bob Johnson hits the two. 